A special note to our listeners and to our class followers. DAF 57 will be recorded and the class will be held on Mozart Tisha B'Av at 9.45 p.m. at the Lawrence Avenue Synagogue. Again, after Tisha B'Av, the class will not be held on Thursday morning. It will be held on Thursday night. We will therefore post the class and upload it to the website on Friday morning. Again, DAF 57 will be 9.45 p.m. at the Lawrence Avenue Shul on Mozart Tisha B'Av Thursday night. The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Yoma has been dedicated in memory of Mazal Bat Esther Baghdadi and Yosef Ben Mazal Baghdadi by their family. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated by North Fork Bank and its private banking department with Gabriel Safti. Hashem Ishmedehu Vihayehu. We would like to thank North Fork Bank and urge our listeners to patronize this generous financial institution. On a uh, private note, we'd like to thank Mr. Gabriel Safti for his continued support for all our programs here at uh, Daf Yomi, Torah Learning Resources, and the Torah Center. Today's Daf has been dedicated in memory of Yosef Ben Mazal and Shalom Rafael Ben Mazal. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden. Amen. Daf Nun Vav. Today's daf is being studied in Alun Shmat Abraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden. Amen. Today's daf is being studied at Slachat Hayale Savali Israel. Aomdim Al Mishmar Arzenu Vare Elohenu Megebul Alebanon Barava. מגבול מצרים ועד הים ביבשה ואווירו בים הקדוש ברוך הוא should deliver them victory from the enemies and also to שווה אלש ישראל specifically in the north הקדוש ברוך הוא should protect them from attacks הנלו ינום ולו ישן שומי ישראל ומשביזוכה בנחמת ציון and בבניין ירושלים אמן we begin today's דף on נונה עמוד שני and we are going to start uh, four lines from the bottom. Let us just review where we're holding in this uh, sugya. We learned uh, in yesterday's piece that Rabbi Yehuda held we do not have two uh, stands in the Beit Hamikdash, one to put the blood of the pot on it, and one to put the blood of the blood of the sa'ir. Instead, we just have one stand. And therefore, when he comes to put back the blood of the par, first he takes the blood of the sa'id, and he puts the blood of the par, and therefore there's no room for any, uh, for any error. So the Gemara originally thought to say, how come Rabbi Yehuda doesn't uh, allow you just to put two stands with signs? You know, so you don't come to make a mistake. Put the uh, sign, dam par and dam sa'id. Therefore, for sure, you'll know exactly which blood you're taking. So the Gemara assumed in Ahab Amina, you see what? The Biyuda doesn't hold that signs are considered enough to stop a person from making a mistake. Gemara said, can't be. We know the Biyuda holds of signs. Why? Because we know there were 13 Shufarot in the Beit HaMikdash. And we know that that statement of 13 Shufarot was going like the Biyuda. Because the Biyuda's opinion also was that you're not allowed to put 
a shofar, a box, to collect four kinim of hatat. That's mandatory, mandatory birds that are brought, let's say, for a zav, zava, yuledet, or somebody goes to the bed to make tashtameh. And the reason he said is because because he's concerned about mixing up. Now, originally we thought mixing up means uh, mixing up the monies of hatat with the monies of ola, yeah, which is nedava. And you can't bring in nedava money to use it for hatat money, or vice versa. And we said also that, we see here, that obviously uh, writing on the box, kine hatat or kine ola, is not enough. So you see again, another proof that writing is not, signs are not uh, uh, sufficient. The Yaman said, no, 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 it's not to do with signs. <coughs> that really holds signs are sufficient. Haraya, the proof, the 13 shofarot had signs on them. Taklin hatin, taklin hatikin, gozle ola, gozle beneyona, etc. Oh, so if the signs are um, satisfactory, to, so you, the Quran doesn't come to make a mistake. So why then can he put kine hatat? Put kine hatat, they put with a sign. So the Gemara says, no, no, no. The issue of here is you worry that the owner died. Meaning a guy came into the Beit HaMikdash, he put his four coins in the box, he left. The Kohen found out afterwards, um, conclusively, that the fellow, or one of the fellows that has his money in the uh, box, died. Now it's considered a hatat, shemetu ba'aleha. The law is that those four coins have to go into Yamamela. They have to be destroyed. Only problem is, which four coins? Yeah, there's a hundred coins, for example, in the box. And how does the Kohen know which coins? So the Gibraltar says, well, use the concept of Bereda. I mean, let the Kohen take out any four coins arbitrarily. And then we say retroactively selecting that these were the coins that the guy put in, and therefore you, you throw them in Yamamela, and the rest of the coins are okay. Kibana says that one problem. Rabbi Yehuda let le berera. Rabbi Yehuda, he's mahmir, and therefore he doesn't say berera uh, lekuda. And therefore, in this case over here, uh, he's not going to uh, uh, institute berera. And therefore, there's four coins somewhere in there that are unknown, but you don't have to get uh, destroyed. And since you don't know which ones they are, the whole box will become isud. And that's what he meant. You're worried about the mixture in the box themselves. So now the Gemara is going to go on a tangent. How do you know the Biuda doesn't hold the Berera? So the Gemara starts the Biuda let le Berera minalan, which means how do we know that the Biuda does not subscribe to the principle of Berera? So ilema meaditnan. Maybe it's from the following Mishnah. Halokeyach yain mibena kutiim. Erev Shabbat im hashecha. A guy buys wine. From a kuti, eight of Shabbat, right before sunset. Now again, this is obviously before the rabbis made a gezera mm-hmm. about drinking the wine of kutiim. Kutiim were these uh, quasi converts uh, that the uh, hachamim uh, said that they were really not legitimate, according to one opinion that were considered gere alayot. They only converted because of fear of lions that were attacking them. And therefore the Achamim put certain uh, restrictions, they treated them like goyim to a certain uh, uh, sense. And therefore their wine became forbidden. Now she said this was called them gezera. So the wine is kasher. The only problem is, you have to take terumot and masrot. Let's review the terumot and masrot situation. You have to take terumot 2%. You have to take masir rishon, that's 10%. You have to take masir shini, which is additional 10%. 
So now it's Erev Shabbat in Hashikah. It's already Shabbat. Now, now what? No, you, you, you can't, uh, you, you don't have time, or even better, you don't have a separate keli available to separate the Terumot Mahasrot. You only have your jug of wine. So we have to figure out a way that you can take Terumot and Mahasrot and designate it while keeping it in the same jug and not emptying it out. So the Gemara says, Omed ve Omer. He gets up and he says, Shene lugin shani atid lafrish harehen teruma. First he says, listen, the two log that I am destined to separate. Let's say he has a hundred in there, right? So two percent, the two log that uh, I'm destined to take. Meaning, I'm going to drink the leftover two log retroactively. I say that that was. My tiruma means whatever I'm drinking over Shabbat, that's regular wine. Ah, I can just drink the wine. There's no tiruma. No, the tiruma is floating somewhere in there. Ah, where is it? The last two log, uh, so to speak, is considered the tiruma. Good. Asara maserishon. Ten log in the uh, barrel. That will go for the levi maserishon. Tosfot points out it's really not ten log. It's nine point eight. Because once you take the two of Tirumah, you're left with 98, so 10% is 9.8, but the Gemara just says 10 as a round number. Tisha'am Asir Shini. Now you have basically, uh, let's say, 90 left. It's really uh, less than that. But the point is, you take another 10% of that, which is 90. 10% is 9, and that goes for Masir Shini. Now, what do you do with Masir Shini? That's for the owners. They take that to Yerushalayim, they eat it in Yerushalayim. Umehal v'shotemiyad. Now regarding Maaser Sheni, uh, we uh, were able to, uh, pro, not profane it, but we're able to redeem it. Which means, we're able to transfer the Kedushab Maaser Sheni about the monies. So you do that immediately. Because as much as we could fix, we want to fix. Which means we'd rather not have a floating Maaser Sheni uh, in the uh, in the barrel, so we can get the Maasishini out and put it on a coin. Good. So the Maasishini, we coined it, and therefore we're done with that. So what do you have floating in your barrel now? Two percent Maasir. I'm sorry, two percent Teruma, ten percent Maasir. So it's a Shotemiyad. Drink, no problem. <coughs> Look at Rashi. Umechal Maasir Shini ala Maodema. She is biyadol taken yitaken. Whatever you can fix, fix now. Once he gets kelim, you can even pour two and then pour ten. We rely on the principle of berera. That's the opinion of Rabbi Meir. Comes the Gemara and says, Rabbi Yudah, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Shimon, Oslin. <coughs> Clearly, Rabbi Yudah says, Asur, Alma, and Berera. <coughs> Must be because there's no Berera. And therefore, you can't just say it's floating in there, and whatever one I pour out, that's going to be the Tirumah. No, we don't say retroactively that's the one. So here's the proof that what? Rabbi Yudah doesn't know the Berera. Maybe it's different over there. Because the Gemara gives the reason. They told Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yudah, and all these rabbis, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yosef, they told Rabbi Meir, 
יתה מונה שמא יבקה ענות ונמסה שוטה תבלים למפריה which means don't you suspect that maybe the barrel is going to break if the barrel breaks comes out retroactively you drink tevil because you didn't give the tirumot and the mouth which means by your way of doing it it's very dangerous you say the tirumot is floating in there you didn't give it yet the mouth is floating in there good now what happens here you're drinking now let's say if you started to drink a little, the barrel broke down. You lost all the wine. You didn't give your tinnum water masot. Retroactively, you ended up drinking. Tevel. So that's what the hell to be me here. You're not worried about Shema Yibaka, no? Ramar Lahev. So what will be me here? Answer. Lekshi Yibaka. When it breaks, I'll worry about it. But I don't suspect that it's going to break. And therefore, you see the Mahlokan over here has nothing to do with Berera. Really, I can tell you the Behuda also holds Yesh Berera. The only reason why he says it's a pseudo is suspecting that the barrel might break before you get to actually uh, separate it and divvy it out. And then we're going to drink Tevel and Mafraya. So we're back to the question. How do you know the Behuda doesn't hold the Berera? So comes again and says, Ela Meditani Ayo. From the statement of Ayo. Detani Ayo. That's the name of the Tamil Ayo the Tana told us in the Brayta. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, "En Adam Matne Al Shene Devarim Keihad." A person cannot make a condition on two things simultaneously. What are we referring to over here? So this came from Masichet Arubin. If you remember, we're discussing the following case. Guys on Eid of Shabbat. Okay, so now. He's anticipating there's going to be two Tamidiyah Hachamim that are going to come to visit the city. Okay? One's going to come from the east, and one's going to come from the west. If you remember in Anubin, uh, in order for a person to extend his Tchum, because normally without a Eruv, your Tchum is 2,000 Amma to each side. Now, the guy is suspecting, well, if the rabbi comes from the east side, he needs to extend his Tchum towards the east. So he would put, let's say, his provisions uh, 2,000 amma away from the city So he could walk all the way to his provisions right. So that's considered as if he had shivita there From a post And then from there He has an additional 2,000 So he can get to the east to visit Or to go to the shi'ud So the guy wants to say like this On the of Shabbat he puts one to the east And he puts one to the west And he says, listen Tomorrow I'll decide what shi'ud I'm going to go to. If I want to go to the east, I want to go to the west. I mean, that's a, you, you can't do that. You cannot establish two erubin on the east and the west on, on Friday and uh, decide on Shabbat which uh, eruv you're going to use. That does not work. However, he says, Ela imbah but he can establish two Arubin on Friday They can say, listen, one rabbi is coming Whichever direction the rabbi comes in That's where I want to be activated No, but both sides, no Now, look at Rashi for a second just to get the case Second line Second line now why is that not good? 
When does the Eruv get activated? Ben Hashemashot on Friday. Now when he decides on Shabbat which direction he wants to go to, we're not going to use the concept of Berira, like if you held the Berira, you'd say, whatever I saw, I decided today, I'll say that that was uh, in my mind, that my Kavara the day before, that was the Eruv that was activated. Ehad. Meaning, but if it's one rabbi, he doesn't know which side the one rabbi is coming. He makes a condition. So which is just like you tell me you don't say it when there's two rabbis coming. The same shayla should be, you shouldn't say it with one rabbi. The bottom line, whatever, on Shabbat, you're relying on whatever the rabbi's direction is, right? So now the rabbi decides to come from the east. So that was decided on Shabbat. So now retroactively you want to say, the eastern Eruv hit on Eruv Shabbat. That's also Berira. So how does the Behuda split, uh, split the cases here? Now Vinan Badagimana analyzes, my Why, when there's two rabbis coming from two directions, you say that your is no good, the end berera, because we don't use the concept of berera, the mizrah, berera. For that matter, when the one hakam is deciding whether he's going to come from the east or the west, it's also no berera, because he's making that decision on Shabbat, the hakam. So therefore, you don't go retroactively and say that that's the Eruv that was activated because also in Berira. So what's the difference? So look at the Rashi, Avinan Ba. The Kasalkadatag Ben Hashemashot Adain Hakam Loba. Right? Obviously, at this time we're assuming that the Ben Hashemashot Rabbi did not come yet. Vehu Be'alachson. Now Rashi just gives you the Messiah to the case. How can the Rabbi come from the east and the west? I mean, he has options. What side is he on? If he's on the east, he's coming from the east. He's on the west, he's on the west. So that she says, no, he's on a diagonal. And therefore, uh, For example, uh, let's say, uh, one, one way of understanding it, you have the uh, city, right? In front of the city you have a, uh, a big uh, mountain. Okay, So the rabbi could come either to the east side, of the mountain around to the city, or you come to the west. So therefore, it's all up to the Hakam's decision. So the Gemara says, the Amar of Yohanan, actually, give me the next Hakam. When you put your when you're relying on the Da'at of the Hakam, no matter, which means there's no Benera. Maybe the Hakam was uh, going the, the other way, Benesh So you can't say, that you pick was what the Hakam was, uh, was thinking. When you don't say Benera, you don't say whatever the rabbi decided today, that's what was yesterday. And like you say the opposite. No Benera means, yeah, maybe uh, uh, what the rabbi was thinking on Ayyadab uh, Shabbat, when he thought on Shabbat, maybe that's what he was not thinking on Ayyadab Shabbat. Therefore, you cannot. Put this Kavanah of Shabbat retroactively to Ayn of Shabbat. So the Gibbara doesn't know. Rabbi Yohanan, Keshekebar Ba'achakam. You have to say that that case is where the Hakam already Him. committed on Ayn of Shabbat. Meaning, just the 
the, the, the guy didn't know which side. So he just put east to west. He said, whatever side the rabbis coming on, that's where Ma'aruv is. So you're not working with Benedalvi because the rabbi already on Arab Shabbat before Ben Shabbat committed to the east, let's say. So therefore the east is activated. It's not working retroactively. It's working when he chose. When he chose, which is he chose on Arab uh, Shabbat. Good. So what do you see over here? You see clearly that, but in the other case, where the rabbis were coming on Shabbat, the Biuda says, "En matnin al devarim which teaches me what? No benera. Ah, oh, so that's very good. Now we understand why. I go back to the case of the kinim. We understand why you don't put a box of shofar of kinim hatat, because the guy is going to die, and if he dies, all the coins are going to become isur. And you're not going to have an option of taking four arbitrary coins out and say, that those are the coins of the one that died. Very good. But what do you also see? That the Mi'udah does hold of Ketivah. So we're back to that question. Why then on Kippur? Don't you put two stands? One for the Dhamma part and one for the Dhamma side. And don't tell me you're worried about mix-up. Al-Sabit. Put a sign Dhamma part, Dhamma Khatat. So comes again and says, Which means now that you're interpreting the case of the kinim. It's not because of mix-up. Because mix-up you could have solved by putting signs. And the reason why the kini hatat you don't put is because of what? In Oh, but kitiva you hold of. Ha kitiva itle, but kitiva you hold of. Yom kipurim name nabitre. Let him do two stands. Vinichtov alayhu. And let him write it on it. Kemara's answer. Mishum holcha de kohen gadol. The Kohen Gadol is tired. He's weak on Kippur. And therefore, even by putting signs, he's not going to be ma'yin. He's not going to analyze correctly. Which means normally signs are good. But not on Kippur. Because you're dealing with a, with a frail Kohen Gadol. And therefore, it's not going to work. And therefore, we don't trust his ayun is analyzing even with signs. Therefore, we want it to be foolproof. When you have one stand, you can't make a mistake. You have to take one, you put one. So you know you're not going to take the part uh, instead of the sa'ir or vice versa. Now the Gebara says, Because if you're not going to say this, that there's a concept of Khulshad Zikwen Gadol, Even without Ketiba, seemingly there's a difference in the Dhamma part and the Dhamma Sa'ir. Number one, There's more blood from a par right. than there is from a Sa'ir. So automatically he should know the, the difference. What the Gemara is going to basically try to say is, obviously you have to say the factor of Khulshad that is an issue over here. Because even without signs, the Chawra, just look, this is big blood, a lot of blood, this is little blood. Yep. Maybe you'll tell me, no, that's not a factor. Because who said you have to receive all the blood? So maybe the bloods are indeed same the same. Maybe, you know, you receive a certain amount of damapad equal to the dama sa'id. That's not so. That's not so. You have to receive all the blood. So therefore, for sure, 
there's a major difference between Damapar and Damaser, and still, Rabbi Uda doesn't rely on that. So you have to say, why? Because Khoshad is going at all, he's not, uh, he's not paying attention. Ankipur. So Gemara says, Vechitema, Dilma Mishtapechmine. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's not an option. Maybe we're worried about a case where some of the Damapar spills. It's possible. Now, if some of the Damapar spills, what's going to happen? You're going to have the same. The same amount. So therefore, that's why you have to come on to, uh, we thought to come on to uh, signs, and uh, that's why we're telling you signs are not going to be good because of Khulshah, and therefore you have to have one, uh, one stand. She says, maybe I'll argue with you now, maybe, maybe the, the, the concern is, because you're telling me, what do you mean? Uh, we, even without uh, putting a sign, they're different. Well, maybe they're not different. What do you mean? It have to be different. There's more blood of the pod than there is of the sa'ir. Uh, uh, maybe you didn't receive all the blood. You have to receive all the blood. Yeah, but maybe, let's say, in a case where some of the blood of the pod spilled out where it's equal. Kabbalah says, still, even so, there's a way to tell the difference. Hai hivar ve'ai sumak, which means one is lighter. Hivar literally means white. That's the blood of the sa'ir, uh, the goat. The blood of the pod is redder. Which means the Quranians, by looking, should be able to discern between the colors. So they give us Ela. What's the explanation? That you have to say again. The Khulshab, the Kohen Gadol. Maybe you want to say, some of the Mephashim explain, since we're talking about sometimes, let's say, an old Kohen. So he's not really able to see the difference between the redness of the par and the redness of the sa'id. So Ella, what do you have to come on to? So too you have to say the the signs. So the whole thing I was trying to show is you have to come on to this. Because even without this Gemara, there's a major difference between the two bloods over here. So how come, uh, how come you're not concerned? Which means... Even if the Biyuda held that Ketiba is a uh, is is a good difference, but the point is you don't have to come on to Ketiba over here because the Chaura there's differences intrinsically in the bloods. So why don't you rely on the quantity? Why don't you rely on the color? Ella was the explanation. So therefore, even if he put signs in the Biyuda, all signs are legitimate, but He's not going to analyze properly. He's not going to look properly. Therefore, we're not uh, we're not going to take any chances on Kippur. And then we want one one stand. Comes again when on says story. Certain person went down in front of Rabbah. Hazan. He used to say down because in the olden days the Hazan would go uh, lower to the Teva. To fulfill the pasuk in Ma'amakim Kerati Hashem, is called God from the depths. So say Ahud Nahit. He went down in front of Rava. It was Kippur. Amar. So he's reading the Sedra Avodah of Kippur. So he says, Yatsa v'nicho alkan sheni shebaichal. He took the blood of the Sa'ir. He sprinkled it in the Kodesh Kodashim. He went out and he put it on the second stand. Who's he going like this uh, Hazan? He's found the opinion of the Hakamim. That say what? There were two stands. Now, Natal Damapar Veni Adama Sa'ir. So then it says, 
it says he took the blood of the par and he put down the blood of the sa'id. <laughs> Who's he going like? <laughs> the biuda. So uh, Rava tells him, Amar le hadak rabbanan the hadak rabiuda. Make up your mind. Who, who, who do you hold like? You, you started off like the rabbanan, and then you go like the biuda. So he says, "Ema heniyak dama sa'ir v'natal dama par." Ela say he put down the sa'ir blood first, and then took the black the dam hapas. So that's exactly like not the biuda, like hakamim. He put down the sa'ir in one can because it's two cans that he took. So therefore, he corrected them to be consistent. Comes Gemara and says, "Tanu rabanan." We have a pasuk. Now the pasuk over here says, uh, I'll read you the whole pasuk. Now this pasuk is referring to Hazaa, and the Gemara is going to tell us whatever you did inside the Kodesh Kodeshim. Sprinkling towards the Badim, the seven drops, and the Hatemala, and Sheva de Mata, From here we're going to learn that you have to also sprinkle in the Kodesh, towards the Parochet. Again, the order of the day was they took the dam apart, they brought it into the Kodesh Kodeshim, they sprinkled. They went out, put it back, the dam Sa'ir, went into the Kodesh Kodeshim, sprinkled. Came out, Took the dama sa'ir, sprinkled towards the parochet, put the dama sa'ir down, outside they did the dama sa'ir first, and then they took the dama par, and they sprinkled and they would mix the bloods. How do you know they were sprinkling outside in the Kodesh? So this pasuk over here. What is this pasuk coming to teach us? Keshem Good, that's the first thing. That this is first of all a sprinkling outside in the Kodesh. Good? Now, Which means we learn over here what? Exactly what was done in the Kodesh Kadashim is also done in the Kodesh by the same bloods with the same system. Now the Pasuk ends. The Pasuk says that you do it in front of the Shekhinah that rests among the Jewish people even in the time of their Tum'ah. So Yabara says, Afilu b'sha'at shem temeim shekhinah imahim. Even at a time when Kla Yisrael is contaminated, which means they have Tum'ah, the shekhinah does not leave them. Amar le'ahut tzeduki l'rabi Hanina. So a certain tzeduki tells rabi Hanina, Hashta bari temeim atum. For sure today, these days, you definitely have Tum'ah. And therefore the Tzaduki was trying to say, Shekhinah is not with you. God has left you people because for sure you have Tum'ah. Tikhtiv and the Tzaduki quotes a pasuk from Megillat Echa. 
The Tum'ah of Klai Yisrael was on their hems. What does the Pasuk mean to say? Like a lady that's nida. So the blood is dripping down, and it goes down to hem, which means she has Tum'ah. So Klai Yisrael, at the time of the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, says, Tum'ah She's they were... They were dripping the Tum'ah, it was, it was all over them. And therefore, what was the Tzuduki trying to say? It is, God left you. He's not going to stay with you in your contaminated state. So what did the Tzuduki, what did the, the Rabbi come back and answer? What did the Hanina come and answer? Afilu vizman shem temeen shekhinah shiruya b'nehem He came back and said, wrong! From the pasuk that says that God that rests amongst Klaisal even in the state of Tuma'ah that you see what? That God is still with Klai Yisrael even in such a state. With this we may explain the pasuk <coughs> regarding the destruction. The pasuk says, V'anuchi hastir astir et panai bayomahu God says that at the time of the destruction, it's going to be a case of hysterpanim. Hysterpanim means concealment of God. Where God is not going to be vividly apparent. As opposed, for example, when we came out of Mesraim, it was Gilui Shekhina. Like we say in Haggadah Shal Pesach. Gilui Shekhina. Which means it was a... A clear expression we saw Ze'eli Vanvehu, the sea split, Ra'ata Shifhata, Shifhala Yam, Ma'ashilorata, Yahaskil bin Buzi Bihajonot. Even the maidservant at the Kiryatabs who saw the Ma'asim and Kabat saw the most amazing revelations. However, at the time of the destruction, those open miracles and uh, clarity that it was all being uh, delivered by the hand of God, Borealam concealed himself. But the Torah says it wasn't just a regular concealment. It was a hester betoch hester. It was a concealment in a concealment. Which means total astarat panim. Where it looks like to the observer that it's just happenstance, that it's just happening, it's the enemies, uh, God has taken away his divine intervention, that was the Astarat Panim. So I saw a beautiful explanation, what's the double language? Anuchi Hastir, Hastir means like a, it's a cover within a cover. So the Halakha says, if a person, let's say, wants to bring uh, Sefer, Kedusha, he wants to bring it into the makom that is tameh, uh, the bathroom, for example. Let's say he's at the airport, and uh, he has uh, a sefer, he's got to go to the bathroom. Give me an example, right? What does he do? So the guy has his kis betoch kis. If it has a double uh, covering in it, which means uh, you put the the, 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 the the sefer in a bag, and you put the bag in your valise, then it's kis betoch kis, double covering, it can even go into the bathroom. So now, you say it was going into galut. We were now going into an area of Tum'ah. And the Pasuk says, itam tum'otam. That God rests with Yisrael in the Tum'ah. But God's Kodesh. So therefore, what? He had to put himself in Kis Betoch Kis. He had to put himself in a double uh, double wrap, so to speak, in order that he can... So Adraba, the Pasuk of Anuchi Hastir Astir is the proof... That he's with us. So Jesus, and instead of learning it, that he, that's the uh, ultimate of concealment. On the contrary, you see this is a inyan of, of uh, redemption. That Borei was like the Pasuk says, Imo Anuchi Besara. 
We say this daf uh, over here on Erev Tishah Be'av, and Be'azat Hashem. Tonight we commemorate, unless Mashiach comes uh, in the interim, uh, or the Yawa Navi, uh, we commemorate the Khurban. So this is already uh, a little consolation before the uh, Avelut that we're going to Montreal on Avelut Yishanav, the old Avelut, that even so we're going to read Tumata Bishureha, that the Tumah is still on us, but what the Shukhani never abandoned us, even throughout the long exile.